Welcome everybody to the very first official episode of The Good in the Hood. My name is Justin. I'm going to be your host. Um, if you've watched the interview that we posted previously, you kind of know a little bit of the direction of the show that we're going. Um, we're not a political show. We're just an opinion show. We just like to come out here and talk about what's going on. Sitting across the table from me is my brother, my friend, my co-host, Alandis. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's good to have y'all here again. This is the first episode, the very first episode of The Good in the Hood. And uh, that's what we want to bring you, some of the highlights of uh, the good that's in the community. Um, and uh, this, this I'm excited about the show. I hope that uh, you guys enjoy what you see and hear. And uh, like my brother said, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's strictly our opinion okay right on all right man well look first of all um i want everybody to know that the intro music that you heard coming in is an original by my brother over there he uh wrote that recorded it um not on that specific keyboard <laughs> but on a keyboard much like it um so we do i mean we do a lot of different things um mm -hmm. so let's uh here's how i want to start okay. um, um let's share just a little bit about some of the things that we do uh, oh wow so we'll try to keep it brief because <coughs> when when i say we do a lot i mean uh we do a lot as in we are uh involved in music we're involved in construction we're involved in um you know just kind of uh, somewhat life coaching um yeah definitely <laughs> even yeah. if it's just our friends coming to us and being like hey man what's your advice on this like yeah it is what it is yeah. um yeah we're not so we're professionals uh in, in construction and i would consider us professionals in music now um there's different definitions of what a professional is but here's what i think I think that we have the capability of making money off either one of those. And that's the so, definition. So, anything so, you get paid for. Right. Yeah. Right. Anything you get paid um, for, you're considered a professional at. So, so for, uh, for us, we've known each other for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we are, when I say he's my brother, I mean that in the most literal sense, like, yeah. uh, you know, we've grown together. Um, he, yeah. he's, I mean, He's literally watched me grow from a teenager into my 30s, and uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, I couldn't be uh, more proud of his accolades, his accomplishments. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a heck of a journey. It's been times where I've had to call him for advice. So, you know, for <laughs> you guys out there listening, you know, hey, don't age is just a number. You know what I'm saying? Some of you guys can possibly relate to what I'm about to say. You know, that gentleman uh, sitting across from me has what we call uh, in my community, a old soul. And with that being said, for those that know what that is, I'm going to explain it to those that may not know. Um, that means that they are wise beyond their years, you know. So um, I got a brother like that. I got an uncle like that. And they're the go to guys when I got a problem, when I got an issue that I can't resolve. I go and I talk to them about it. And most often than not, uh, they, 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 they're spot on. Um, they're spot on with, 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 uh, whatever advice that, um, 
they give me. Now, at the end of the day, of course, it's up to me to either uh, accept it or reject it. Okay, but a lot of times, you know, they, they at at the end when it's all over with, they'll say, I "Told you so," and I'm like, "Dang, you told me so." So, you know, you gotta have that kind of rapport with somebody <laughs> in your life. Keep somebody on your team like that, folks. On your team. You gotta. Okay, so what I think, um, what I think Tay and I have in common is, in every circumstance, doesn't matter what it is, mm -hmm. keep it a hundred percent. As the kids say, we keep it a hundred or yeah, a thousand or whatever. <laughs> like, no, but honesty, honesty, I believe is the only way to get through a lot of the things that we're going through. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can have 10 people on my team that will lie to me and tell me I'm doing a good job and I won't know the difference. Right. Because you trust their judgment. Because, or yeah. Their, because they're they on say. my team. Right. Yeah. But I don't. And, and and we call those or those are those kind of people are called yes men or yes people. Yeah, I don't I don't surround myself with yes men um, because I want to know when I'm messing up. Yeah, I want to know, you know, like you said, it's, it's up to me to make the change or whatever. Yeah, uh, but I want to know that it is, you know, something that needs to be changed because if nobody tells me. Mm -hmm. In most cases, I'm not going to know on my own um, because if I got a bunch of people around me that are just saying, yeah, man, you're doing a great job. It's mm -hmm. awesome. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I love this or I love that. I mean, what is um, what I love about you, Al, is that when I come to you, whether it's life or music or whatever, mm -hmm. um, if there's something you don't like, you don't tiptoe around it. You just that nah, don't fit or that's not right or you need to change this or this needs to be different or whatever mm -hmm. and um as far as professionally um get out of music for a second but even in construction as far as professionally mm -hmm. you help me to build myself up to a higher level mm -hmm. because you know we're constantly learning from each other yeah. i think it's yeah constantly i think it's awesome i mean so we've known each other for 20 years um we grew up in a lot of similar ways, mm -hmm. but there are some ways that are just completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what makes us, uh, uh, that's what makes this a good collaboration is right. that, you know, I see things from one perspective. You see things from another perspective. Mm -hmm. We can come together and make things happen. Yeah, um, absolutely. Outside absolutely. of that. Outside of, outside of Al, the only real person that I turn to on a consistent basis is my wife um, because she's my wife. And, you know, she's a very, uh, she's a very intelligent person who also will tell me, uh, maybe sometimes in ways that I don't want to hear that I'm messing up and I need to get things together. So, <laughs> yeah, sissy has that, uh, type of rapport <laughs> at all times. So, I mean, I've got a couple other people like, um, uh, Edward Worthy. Um, he's a, he's a very spiritual guy. Um like yourself he you know he's grounded spiritually and uh i sit and i talk to him you know um and that's in lorraine county so you know like it, it was it was a matter of uh different areas like you said you know different different areas you know you grew up maybe differently because of the 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 the, the area that you grew up in the city or the state that you grew up in you know, you may have a different view on um, a certain idea or subject, you know. So um, it's good. It's good to have that. Um, 
um, Sean Stover, you know, he, he's another one. So, like, I have, like, the four horsemen right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got I got you, Tay, you know, um, Sean, and I got Ed. So, it's like, if it's something really, really bad, all four of you guys will know about it, but you won't know that you all four know about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and we don't, like... It's funny because a lot of times what people try to do is they surround themselves with people that are all connected. Mm -hmm. Now, outside of you, I have no connection to any of those people. Right. So, like, right. You know, I'm not, I'm not calling any. I'm not calling Tay. Right. I'm not calling anybody. And be like, hey, man, you know, what you think? About what do you think about? What's, yeah. I was going, you know, no, yeah. it's just you know, and and what's cool about that for you is that you get to take all of those differing opinions, and kind of formulate your own right scenario or your own answer to your question i guess right right you know, and that's that's what i love about um that's what i love about uh diversity right just just being diverse right um is as a as a country as a city as you know your inner circle whatever mm -hmm. i think that it is because if you are with a bunch of people that are like-minded mm-hmm you're never going to grow true you're true. never going to because the only thing you're going to be focused on is you know what your group or whatever what your views are you know mm -hmm. um and i think that unintentionally this is a good transition in, into what our topic of the day is but yeah, um, yeah it is when we talk about right now okay so uh it is monday november 2nd Yes. Tomorrow is election day. Yes. Um, so before I go any farther, if you haven't gone out to the polls and voted, make sure you do so today or tomorrow. Um, I think I read that for whatever reason, the board of elections here in summit County, uh, is closed. It closed at two o'clock rather. So, uh, tomorrow go to your, area to vote um you can look that up on uh i think you can google it even mm. just where you're uh uh where you're supposed to vote where you know where the poll is or whatever that you're supposed to go to mm. um on election day um, of course everything up to election day is held at the board of elections because uh they're not sending people out for weeks ahead of time um for us we are at Bookdale High School um, here in our little region. Um, so make sure you get out and you vote. It's important. And, Very important, guys. Um, Do that. We did, um, we did have quite a few – we've had quite a few conversations about this. Um, and we had a chance to bring in a third party on this. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really, really uh, awesome to talk to um, – Vince about you know what he sees as what's important to vote um again it's all opinionated like we're not here to tell you well you need to vote for this person because of this or uh i'm gonna throughout the course of this conversation we might drop some names but those are just personally who we've dealt with um on a local level uh i don't know about you al but i personally mm -hmm. haven't dealt with the president or vice president or in any capacity no so <clears throat> um but back to so let's let's combine voting and diversity right okay. one of the one of the big topics 
is the social injustice reform. Um, what are our elected officials going to do to help to um, reform what is going on uh, as far as social inequality, social injustices, you know, um, to put it frankly, why is it after 400 years, are we still dealing with racism on such a national level? Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> and what I would like to do is just give you a couple minutes to to share your thoughts on um, what you would like to see as a minority or as a black person, mm-hmm. um, what you would like to see change uh, in the in the realm of social injustice, I guess. Man, that's deep. Good question, bruh. I really would like to see a lot less violence amongst the members of the minority community. Um, I believe that, you know, one can't really take a, a group of people seriously in regards to uh, how they're being treated when their behavior doesn't warrant such acts at times. Um, any any group of people at any given time can be uh, violent, okay? But in my community, we have such a senseless acts of violence that is plaguing the community that, you know, you question, I question, um, how can anybody take uh, that type of movement um, seriously? And when I say movement, you know, um, Black Lives Matter movement, um, All Lives Matter movements, um, I can't, I can't condone senseless acts of violence at all. Um, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. Like. Folks, we got to stop killing each other, man. At the end of the day, that's what I'd like to see. Um, Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the police are just um, doing what we're good at doing amongst each other. You know, it's easy to pull a gun out or to knuckle up in the middle of the street for something silly like $10-$20. If you're on your grind and you're on your hustle... That's a small price to pay to exclude that individual from your life. I don't have a problem with losing $20 to somebody that at the end of the day means me no good. If $20 is what it'll cost me to get you out of my life, to show me how you really are, then you gonna keep that $20. If you think that's the last $20 I'll make, as long as I live and breathe and God has given me, you know, good health, I'm gonna make more money. Now, yeah, it might be an inconvenience, but I'm gonna make more money. So don't give anybody something that you're not willing to lose. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. As well as your life. Don't give your life to somebody that you ain't willing to lose it over. My brother's willing to die for his family. He's willing to die for his wife and his kids. He's given his life to them for that reason, because of love. Now, do we love each other enough to say that? Can we say that as a group of, uh, as a community, as a whole? 
you know and it's not a black white latino uh thing uh, asian thing no 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 i have friends that are black white latino asian and native americans and they're good people and when we talk about like the n-word the only time I use that, for you guys that know me, the only time I use that is by definition. If I call you that, I mean it. It's not, you know, um, just a cool phrase, coin phrase that I'm going to say just because there's something, you know, um, funny or uh, whatever the case may be. I'm not, I'm not about to say, what's up, my nigga. I'm not about to do that. That's not, no, people died for that. You know, um, people are dying today because of it. You, know, you think it's cool, it's cute. And then some people have said to me, oh man, it's just our era. You're just old and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm just old, yeah, I guess, because I ain't about to do it. You not about to call me that and expect me to be cool with it. No, no, I'm not about to do it. My grandmother, um, um, my aunts and uncles, um, their family members, you know, tried to set a bar for us. And here we go, and we turn that bar and flip it upside down and throw it out the window like it doesn't even matter. So I like to see things start with our own community first. I'd like to see that, you know. But on the flip side of the coin, our 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 law enforcement agents that that are put in place to protect us should not be shooting us in the back uh, at all regardless of what screwed up type of mentality we may have amongst each other um, we don't warrant that type of behavior from our police departments um, at all and um, I think that change has to start within the departments um, with the heads of those departments and I believe that the mayors uh, the safety directors and again vote because when you vote locally you're voting locally for these individuals they're put in place to make those changes. Now, if you keep those people that are already there, there, and they have not made any changes, and it doesn't look as though they will be making any changes, then maybe you should be making changes when you put that pen and paper in your hand and you initiate a vote for someone. So I'd like to see um, the heads of law enforcement be held accountable. And I'd also, and this is lastly, like to see if you are in a shooting and you're a police officer you should be charged criminally just like anybody else and you should not be at home on leave with pay you mean to tell me that I don't know of a job that I can go to that I can punch somebody in their mouth on my job Go home under suspension and get paid for it. That's true. That's true. You don't see um, 
you, yeah, you don't see that anywhere else. And, and it baffles me like, and, and just to be clear, uh, for myself, I support the police oh, yeah, as I much as too. I can. I got friends that are cops. Uh, uh, yeah. as do I. And, and I think it's important to, to draw that line. Like we're not anti-cop. No, we're not. But there are things that, you know, if you're human, you have eyes and you're capable of seeing yeah. that you see happen that just are, are puzzling. Like, why does a badge give you the right to pull a gun and shoot somebody? And as long as it's deemed justified, you go right back to work. Yeah, I can't understand that for life. Like, now... I don't want to get into justified and unjustified and all that, but there is a difference. That's a whole other show. Yeah, there is, there is a difference. And there are things that, um, I believe need to be maybe changed or amended, um, in accordance to those, you know, just, just like self-defense laws or anything else that mm -hmm. goes on. But, you know, it's two part one. They have a tough job. Yeah, they do. And they, do. they have to deal with people that have no regard for human life which will put them in some tough situations that much i think most people can agree on but when you are blatantly murdering somebody on camera and it takes so long for things to for anything to come from that now i guess what i mean is this if i go out in you know onto the maddie block here mm -hmm. and i were to murder somebody on camera mm -hmm. 10 oh. second 30 second 10 minute yeah. video doesn't matter yeah yeah uh it's not gonna take two weeks for me to get charged or go to jail or whatever i mean right. due process is due process but right. We're all, we all should be afforded the same due process. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and the answer isn't, well, let's extend the time for people, you know, civilians that go out and murder other civilians. No, Not cool. it's yeah. it, 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 the, the answer to me is everybody should be treated with the same fairness of the law. Right. Let's not, let's not make it a, you know, well, you have a badge or you don't have a badge or whatever. Like, right. and I feel like that's what we get into, but, um, if we're going to tie so let's tie this into voting right so let's start with talking about uh the local level okay right all right so when you vote for your local official uh, local officials rather um there are things that you want to look for okay? yes uh and of course these are all these are our opinions on what you should look for but they're also things that will impact the community on a, a, on a great level, right? Yeah. So uh, my first example is when you're looking to, to elect a public official, I, whether it's a councilman, a mayor, a sheriff, mm -hmm. um, I want somebody that's involved in the community, right? All right. Somebody that will quite literally put boots on the ground and come out and be involved in things that are going on in the community. Um, I don't want somebody that is going to give me numbers and sit behind a desk mm -hmm. and, you know, um, <clears throat> I want somebody that's going to make sure that the community is thriving. Right. Right. Yeah. The only way you do that 
the only way you have a thriving community is if you elect the right individuals to do so. Right. Um, the the best example I can think of that um, here locally is uh, Councilman Russ Neal is um, somebody that I have personally had interactions with. Right. Um, somebody somebody that I uh, have personally called to rectify some situations, mm-hmm. and I wasn't put through to. Uh, secretary I wasn't given a list of phone numbers to call Um, he quite literally told me I'm gonna make some phone calls and I'll get back to you Mm -hmm. Um, and he did he took the time out and he made the phone calls Um, maybe an hour later less than an hour later he called me back with information that I needed Mm -hmm. um, and ways to go about completing what I needed to complete okay Um, now he's a councilman Mm -hmm. and I'm just one person and I'm not you know, a, a big pu- figure, public figure, or, you know, I don't have any kind of power or influence other than my vote um, on what he's doing. But he cares enough about his community that he took the time out to do this for me and for my family. Better now, say that. yeah, there is kudos to him. Absolutely. And I, and I don't think that I'm the only one. Like, I can't be mm-hmm. the only family that's had to call him. Right. Right. right so. Right. With that said, he takes time out to actually get in the community. He's also been heavily involved in just about anything that we do at Providence Baptist Church um, on a public level, right? We do every year, uh, with the exception, I'm not sure what's going on this year because of COVID, but Mm -hmm. every year we do a scholarship banquet for our youth, um, try to raise some money for them to go to college. and every year that I can remember, he's been there, you know, um, and it's been a handshake and how are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's not just a politician that's there for photo ops. I mean, right. he's, he's there right. because he cares. Right. Um, we right. built a playground out here uh, two years ago, I believe, um, beside the church. Yeah. And yeah. he was out here helping us build the playground. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't. It was this time of year and this time of year in Ohio, it's It's always kind of cold and, you know, it's not great weather to be out working, but, um, regardless of that, he showed up and, you know, he put the work in, there were other, there were police officers, other public officials that showed up, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and the, most of them were council people. Mm -hmm. Um, and they are the, the council people here in Akron at least the ones that I've dealt with are they go above and beyond what you would call the call of duty, right? Mm -hmm. They go, they go beyond what you, um, what you would expect, I guess, out of, uh, an elected official. Okay. Um, and you've made this point before and I'll let you make it again. Um, on, on, or I'll let you expound on it, I guess. Uh, they are, we elect them to work for us. So they're, public officials meaning that they serve the public exactly so they're not serving an office necessarily they're serving the public and i'll let you expand on that okay um for you guys that don't know um the reason that my brother and i had this discussion prior was because i was so amazed at the fact that there was a young man who was incarcerated and he had no idea you know, he said, well, he said, well, what's going on in the county jail should be changed and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you know, 
that's because there's a sheriff there that, you know, the community had elected. Well, this young man did not know that a sheriff is on a ballot and is elected. And I was like, how did you not know that? I mean, you do vote, right? You know, so um, he was like, yeah, I vote, but I just never paid attention to it. I said, come on. Like the judges, um, uh, your safety director, um, the mayor, um, your council people, man or woman, they are elected into that office. Judges. The only way to remove a judge is to have another judge run for that same spot against that judge you know um they're not appointed they're elected so um there are some people that didn't know that um and i find it I, I found it hard to believe that our educational system did not really teach that like government didn't teach that social studies didn't teach that History didn't teach that. Like, you didn't learn it somewhere along the way. Or maybe you just didn't go to school that day. Um, but in my opinion, that is what is very important. Education is important. Um, it's it's something that you really need. The more you know, the more you grow. Okay? Right. Um, like you had talked about uh, some elected officials, officials out here in Akron. Um I'm from Cleveland, so I had an opportunity through uh, some organizations, especially one though that I'll I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and mention, and that's Neighborhood Solutions, um, Mansfield Frazier. Uh, we built the first, the world's first bio cellar on 66th and Huff, and there's a vineyard there for you guys that don't know. So if you want some. Um, Fontanet and Traminet grapes, and you and and you want it uh, uh, fermented to to crispiness. I think you'll love a bottle of that wine there. Um, okay, but, I, I, I don't want to stop you because, but what is a biocellar for the, our viewers, listeners that don't know? Okay, so a biocellar is sort of like a greenhouse okay. that is functional all year round. Okay, um, it's partially underground. It's not um, solely above ground like a uh, greenhouse would be. It's partially underground. So now, since it's partially underground, you have the heat of the earth keeping everything there warm on the bottom. And then on the top, you have the sun's rays heating it from the top. So now you have heat coming from the top, you have a heat source coming from the bottom, and you don't have to, you're digging below that freezing point of that freezing ground. You're starting to dig to the point to where the earth is actually warming everything up. Uh, just like the reason that animals hibernate, they wanna be in something warm. They go underground and they dig a tunnel. Um, and we built the first one there. Um, okay. And uh, it, it, it's a wonderful project there. But the reason, that I mentioned that is because I got to meet um, and sit down and hold a conversation with uh, Mayor Mike White um, at the time, um, Mayor Frank Jackson, um, um, Councilman Johnson, um, and another two other councilmen and a couple judges. All right, now I am, I look, I don't have a squeaky clean record. I've done some dirt 
in my past and I, you know, I've learned from it. And it was a lot of those elected officials. It was a lot of um, police officers, law enforcement that said, hey, man, and, and spiritual leaders, you know, religious leaders that, that, that said to me, hey, you know, you can live a different life. You can have a different path, you know, and um, I listened. I listened. I listened and it, it literally changed my life, you know, because that thug life, that gangster life, that's, I was on it. I was on it. I was on it. And I'm grateful to God that, you know, I don't have to live my life that way today, you know? So, um, for me to hit, I had never thought, bro, that I would be able to sit down and hold a conversation with a public official or anybody wearing a badge and a gun at any given moment. Right. You know? Um, it opened doors for me that I never ever imagined. And I mean, it got to the point to where I was able, even with a record, you know, work for work at security at the stadium, you know, uh, for some time for a year until they found out about it. And even when they found out about it, they said, Hey, you know what? You did such a great job. You know, we didn't, we didn't get this paperwork, you know, maybe I shouldn't be telling this, but <laughs> That just goes to show my gratitude and my appreciation for them being able to entrust in me um, to that extent. I mean, that was that for me that 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 spoke volume, you know. So um, I know that Frank Jackson also he hired a felon. He hired an ex-con. And it was a, he got a lot of backlash for this. And this is why voting is important. Because we voted that guy in as a mayor, mm. mayor of Cleveland, and he's giving felons opportunities to become meter maids. Right. All right. Now they got a they got a police uniform on, but they don't have a badge and a gun. They're just handing out tickets. Right. Okay. But still, still. The man did his time. It was over 10, 15 years old. Why couldn't he apply for a job like that? Why not give a man an opportunity like that? So that he doesn't have to go back to a life of crime. But the only way that's going to happen, folks, is unless you elect somebody that's willing to do that for us. You know? Right. And I think that's... So that's a big thing. Um, there, You know, there's three tiers of government that we're voting for yeah right it's yeah. local state yeah. and federal yeah um here's what's important to know uh what we hear about the most is the federal or national elections right yeah, presidency right. congress senate things like that that's right um well the presidency i guess congress and senate you don't hear about are, that much. Well, but those are on the state level. Mm -hmm. Okay. So each state votes in their senators, votes in their congressmen. Um, and I, even, I think, within the states, you vote, um, I want to say certain districts vote for certain seats, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody in Ohio votes for your congressman or your senator mm -hmm. um but 
depending on who or where you live, I think it's it's different people appear on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Like they have different. Um, I'm not super well versed in it, but I, from what I understand, they have different um, sections. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like a different section votes for their senator, but it's not the same senator as like the section that we're voting for. Okay. Right. 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 Um, and then you have, you know, your local officials, your county sheriff, your, uh, council people, your Mm -hmm. mayors, you know, those are all local, right? Right. So what's important to know is the one that you hear the least about, which is your local elections, I would, I would surmise, uh, is the one that impacts you the most. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Your local officials will impact you and your family the most because they're local. More than the president could ever, ever. And, and, and it's important to make that distinction when you're mm-hmm. voting. Because, yes, the president of the United States is important. Because yes, that does affect us as a country, as, a, as country. a whole. Yeah. What affects you more individually is going to be what your local and state representatives bring to you even more than the state the local representatives bring yeah so what are they going to do for you well we spoke about the council people here in akron and how they work within the community okay mm-hmm. um that's what we want locally we want somebody that's going to work within the community to make our community a better place that's right because at the end of the day this is where we live yeah so does it matter what the governor of california is doing no. not to us not really because we're not there right what the governor of ohio if you don't like how the governor of ohio has handled this entire pandemic thing then you have to vote him out if you do like it then you vote him in that's just how it goes um just that simple it it is you know we've we've been hit with uh, listen if if nothing else this whole COVID thing has brought out true colors in canada yes so how are you gonna how are you gonna handle something that has never been seen before okay and then how are you gonna handle the things that happen on a day-to-day basis you know like there are things that happen every day yeah that we want change in right yes and if we want that change to happen we have to look into our candidates and pose that question to them whether it's just doing research or if you have the opportunity to sit down in a town hall meeting or whatever and ask them but knowing what how do their views line up with yours that's what's important it's not about voting for a name it's not about voting for um a party it's not about voting for you know uh, somebody just because you met them a couple times in a coffee shop, mm-hmm. but how do their views really reflect what you want to see happen? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, the same thing goes with the issues, right? When we look at issues on the ballot and, and um, before I go any farther, I'm going to kind of step on the interview a little bit. Uh, we have an interview queued up for that we shot. And if you, it's the interview that we released um, last Friday, with uh vince peterson the second um really really intuitive interview on what he thinks is what you should look for um and why you know why you should vote for somebody Mm -hmm. um that was a fantastic interview i loved it what what is the man is he know what he's doing 
and and for those of you who, who may not know uh vince works for congressman tim ryan yeah um and he's educated in these things so much more so than myself or al he knows more specifically what the ins and outs of this yeah. stuff is so we wanted to talk to him and, and kind of get the point of view of of that um and we're gonna we'll show that clip here in just a few uh but when we're looking at back to issues when we're looking at issues right most people look at them and go oh man our taxes are gonna go up uh i don't want my taxes to go up right let's be real about something our taxes may increase um but if it's something that's worthwhile is it really going to break you to pay an extra $7 a month or an extra $70 a year in taxes for the betterment of the community? I mean, if you ask me, no, it's not, it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, or I don't even remember the question that I asked now, but it's, it's not a, if it's $70 at the end of the year in taxes, that's extra that I have to pay. I'm not going to remember by the time it comes to pay those taxes that yeah. that $70 even made a difference. Yeah. Right yeah. now over the course of 12 months, it shouldn't be, if we're talking that drastic, I guess, you know, and, and we're talking in percentages and why do they do things in percentages percentages? Well, because you can make that happen for somebody who's of low income, middle class, or somebody who makes, you know, a million dollars a year, Right. you know, are you, if you're making a million dollars a year, you're going to get taxed more? Sure. Is it unfair? No, because if you look at the percentages, you're getting taxed a percentage that is similar to what we're getting taxed right. or what a low income is getting taxed. Right. right. So for what might be $70 for us, it might be $7,000 for them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the same concept. Like, mm-hmm. are you really going to miss? If you're making a million dollars a year, you're really going to miss that $7,000 at the end of the year. No, because you're paying it out anyways. Right. And the truth of the matter is it gets taken out of your paychecks or your salary or whatever, yeah, whatever. and you don't even see the money. Yeah. So where yeah. you, know, you literally fight and argue over money that you don't even see. Yeah. Now there are some things where, you know, it's just not worth it. You know, if that's true, if there's um, a company or, a, an establishment that is able to sustain without government money, without money from the people, then by all means, they should be able to do that. They should do that rather. Oh yeah. Cities, cities, <laughs> they really waste money. I mean, if I may, bro, may I just <laughs> please <laughs> in Cleveland, bro, there is a chandelier on Euclid Avenue. Like, Hold on, like a chandelier, like a chandelier, bro. Like I was there, I was there, and um, I was there. I was married still at the time, and I was there with my wife for the unveiling of this gigantic chandelier on Euclid Avenue in the Playhouse District. Still there. Um, now that you say that I've seen it, it is ridiculous spending. In my opinion, it's cute. I can't say it's pretty. It's cute. And the reason that I use the word cute is because it's not something that I found to be 
a staple in the community that was needed. You know, it's a cute thing to have, you know, but it's not, it wasn't necessary. It's not useful. No, it was, there was really no function for it. Another thing that was senseless spending in Cleveland that I found was the Juvenile Justice Center on Quincy Avenue. They have mahogany wood. They have gold tapestry. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, you go in there. And people have called it the Taj Mahal because of how immaculate the building looks. Okay? Now, that houses children as well. You know, unruly children. They don't get that kind of... I mean, these are just the offices and the court courtrooms for the judges. Now, again, guys, this is my personal opinion, so I don't want to be harassed by anybody. This is solely my opinion, okay? I didn't think that that was spending tax dollars properly, you know? Um, I didn't. I didn't think that that building needed such elaborate items inside of it. And as a builder, I looked around and I'm like, not only did you have to purchase the materials, you had to pay somebody to do it. Right. It was a stupid amount of money. Yeah. I don't have the statistics, but if you guys look it up, you will see about how much that costs. Bro, it's ridiculous, man, I'll tell you. And and I'm a huge proponent on kind of what you're saying, which is, is dumbing down the cost of building these buildings to put that money into Instead of incarcerating young people, let's put that money into rehabilitation. Exactly. Now, young people that's, and adults. That's a yeah. hot topic, hot button topic, because a lot of people are like, "Well, why should I pay?" Well, here's why you should pay, because um, <laughs> more so, and, and again, my opinion, but more so when it comes to juveniles than adults, the rehabilitation process is paramount to our future. Yeah. Now you might say. Well, they're a lost cause. They're this, they're that. No no child, it's no juvenile cause. is a lost cause. Wow. They all have an opportunity to turn it around. I had an opportunity to turn it around. And despite my best efforts, I failed at that. But that doesn't mean that everybody follows the same path. Right. You know, I also didn't have what you would consider proper rehabilitation for anything. You know, it's lock them up. Let them sit for a few months, weeks, days, whatever. You get out and then you move on. To do what? Yeah. To do the same. So you're so telling me. Life of crime. So you pay now. You're or you telling pay later. me. You're telling me that when you lock <laughs> up, uh, just just an example. When you lock up a 12 year old with 15, 16, 17 year olds who have been in and out of these facilities, yeah. that have made all kinds of poor decisions and broken all kinds of laws and have discovered ways to uh, effectively, in a sense, break the law and get away with it maybe 70% of the time, which is enough for them. What are you going to pick up there? You're not learning how to become a productive member of society there. Mm -mm. Just as much as you're not when you're 18 and locked up in a county jail. What you're learning is how to perfect a life of crime, essentially. Yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's not a rehabilitate. You call it a rehabilitation center but all you not. want. That's not a rehabilitation center. Rehabilitation just... is getting the help that you need to 
get set on your feet to to knock out the root issues yeah. you know why did you knock off a liquor store well it's not because you wanted the liquor the, well no it's not be, maybe you did but oh, it's not okay. because you wanted the thrill of it it's mm. because you needed money yeah you needed money right yeah whether it's you need the money for to to feed your alcohol habit or you know in some some cases um to help mama pay bills the rent, yeah you know what i yeah. mean like you need yeah. the money so what can we implement now again these are things that i look for when i'm looking to vote somebody in okay what are their views on what can we implement on making things um making rehabilitation centers or places like that jails or whatever um how do we get them how do we finance helping make a difference in paying bills and mm. knocking down poverty levels and mm. making sure that now I'm not a socialist. So I, I do believe that you need to work for what you get. Um, and I don't think that if you work harder than somebody else, that you should have that taken away from you right, to no. give to somebody who's not working as hard, right. which is, um, I guess my opinion of what a socialist view is, but I do believe that there are plenty of opportunities for us to get out and make a difference with the money that's coming into the county, city, state, whatever. Um, And I do believe that, that a lot of times those funds are misappropriated, not in a legal sense, but just in the sense that we're not using them for what we can be using them for. We're not rehabilitating anybody. We're locking them up. And then we're sending them out into the world with a pat on the back and a good luck. And, you know, how many times have you been? I, okay. I've been locked up. I'm going to say conservatively six times. Okay. <laughs> okay. Every time I get out of jail, there is a common theme. It's never, hey, man, I hope you, <coughs> you know, um, do better. Or whatever it's i can't tell you how many times i've been told you'll be you'll back. be back yeah you'll be back yeah it's like and i'm a like curse. first of all why if you have why that kind of temperament that, yeah. why are you even in that position now i get it because they're jails right so guards are just that they're guards they're not there to help they're not there to do they're there to keep peace in some way shape or form and they're there to uh uh monitor inmates yeah okay instead of having so many guards to monitor inmates, why don't we put some of that money into going to rehabilitating legitimately rehabilitating? Yeah. If you have a drug problem, finding a way to help with that. Yes. If you have an alcohol problem, finding a way to help with that. Yes. If you have a financial problem, finding a way to help with that. Yes. Is it going to work a hundred percent? No, no, it won't will. because at the end of the day, we still have free will. You still have the choice to go out. Listen, it's infinitely easier to go out and rob somebody than it is for a thousand dollars, just as a base number, than it is to go out and earn a thousand dollars in in yeah. a few days' time. Okay, yeah. um, that's a that's just a fact. It's a fact, and it people don't sometimes just don't want to put that kind of work in or don't know how. Oh man, you, like wow, yeah. we don't. You touched on some. We don't teach are you to you know function in society when we're just putting them in jail 
you know, all we're doing is showing them this is what happens. You know, yeah. it's like when you're a kid and uh, you get into the pantry and you get a snack without asking mom or dad. Right. They find out, get in trouble, you go into timeout, get your butt spanked, whatever it is, you yeah. know. And what did you learn from that? Well, you learn that if I do this without asking, I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. If you stop there, you don't teach them anything. No, you don't. You so don't. instead of stopping there, as, as a father anyways, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I let them know, listen, you can't do this. This is wrong. But this is what you do instead. Yeah. Right? And in yeah. that example, it's just as simple as ask mom and dad. Mm-hmm. If you're hungry, ask for a snack. Right. Or, you know, we might tell you no and cook you lunch. You might get something better out of it. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. You know. And, yeah. But we're not teaching... We're not teaching our inmates at any level this. Not not on a big enough. There are there are institutions. I, I, I should be clear about this. There are institutions that are trying to implement these kind of things. Yeah, there are. But it's not on a large enough scale that it's making a difference yet. It's big business, man. Yeah. It's big business. Um, you touched on some things that I'm I'm trying to think of of all of the things that uh, I wanted to just. St- you know, like put my toe on literally like, um, bro, like for example, child support, Mm. I I, I don't have to worry about child support, but child support, why would you put a man or a woman in a position where they lose their driver's license? Okay. Their wages have already been garnished. They don't have a way to maintain or sustain um, a lifestyle that is normal like everybody else's. Mm. Okay, and you 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 take you take their driver's license now. How are they gonna get back and forth to work? Right. That's one. Especially if you live in a county or state or city that or whatever doesn't have, doesn't a have bus public. System. Yeah, they don't have public. No transportation. public transportation. That's one. That's one thing. Okay. Another thing. The public transportation. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the public transportation in both cities, okay, and surrounding cities function at times of the day when people need to be employed. There are some companies out out there that work 12-hour shifts, three to four days a week, and one of those days being Sunday. You can't get to work on Sunday if there's no bus running. It's true. You can't drive there because your license has been suspended because you owe child support or whatever. Right. You didn't have the money in the first place. Or then you do and you run the risk every Sunday. Every uh, Sunday taking that chance and now yeah. here you get a ticket and you and more stuff. <clears throat> These are people that need to be held accountable. When you hold them accountable, that's election time. You put somebody new in their place to uphold the policy that we need in the community to make the community a functioning entity, okay? Now, you touched on uh, jails, prisons, being inadequate to literally help these. There are counselors that are in the county jails that you very seldom see. Right. You may see them once while you're there, but they're not there. There should be psychiatrists there to help because 
most people, if you have an addiction, if you have a problem with drugs, you know, um, it's more to, it's, it could be underlying. You know, it could be something tragic that you've been through in your past, okay, that you have not gotten over. So you self-medicate. I know mm. people that self-medicate. I don't bar none. You know, I, I welcome everybody that accepts me for who I am. I'll accept you for who you are. I don't care if you're a cop. I don't care if you're a drug addict. I don't care if you're a drug dealer. Now, I'm not going to tell the cop the drug dealer's business. And I'm not going to tell the drug dealer the cop's business. Right. It's none of their business. They're <laughs> right. individual people. Unless and you when decide... we hold a conversation, right. you know, it's, 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 that uniform's not on. Those drugs and that gun's not in your pocket right now. We holding a conversation about just life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but those are like the three things that I wanted to like, you know, get out there for people to realize that change can come, you know, but you got to do it. You know, they say the pen is mightier than the sword. I didn't understand that when I was younger. Now I get it. <laughs> now I get it. Because let me tell you something. A judge earned a right because you elected him and he did his work or she did her work in school to get to be placed on the bench that you elected them to be on. In Cleveland, they have these four judges. I'm not going to name no names, but they're considered to be the four horsemen. Now, the four horsemen, you go in front of the four horsemen, it's a matter of, okay, you better have a very, very, very good attorney. <laughs> right. And what's, I want to I wanna go back just for a second. Okay. You talk about in, in, in correction facilities, how there's, a counselor that you hardly ever see yeah most places most places have depending on their size one or two maybe up to four people that come in and out that are counselors okay right now uh i'll use wayne county as an example no wayne county wayne county has i believe two counselors that are not religious okay and you see those counselors, and I don't mean drug counselors. I mean, like, psychiatric counselors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Social counselors. Yeah. So, you see them very rarely, but you see them very rarely because if you have 250 inmates, there's not enough time in a week mm -mm. to get to every single one of them, right? Not. And if you're locked up, let's face the facts, you're there because more, more likely than not, anyways, because... You have some sort of issues at home. You have something in your brain that that is yeah. wired differently. Whatever it is, something that you need to work out, yeah. right? And in my opinion, in my opinion, let's take some of that money. Come on. And put it towards putting a counselor at every pod yeah preach say that you might have 60 people in a pod mm -hmm. cool yeah but if you do it right and you've got a counselor for every pod you can accomplish because not everybody's going to want to see a counselor no but if you do you should have the opportunity to do to so do so and it shouldn't be well you got to wait a week right because what happens in that week right like if I'm if I'm if I'm laying down for six months, 
and I have to wait an entire week to see a counselor, especially if I just got sentenced. And I'm just, that messes up your life. Yeah. As an 18 year old, I did six months for driving under suspension. I told this story, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I told this story to a group of friends over the weekend. Okay. It just, it was relevant to the topic or topic of conversation. Okay. But I told them about being in jail for six months for driving under suspension. Now driving under suspension, you shouldn't do it. Obviously. Um, I also don't, I also think that six months is probably way too steep for something like that. Considering... It's now there have been some changes in law since then where Thank God. it doesn't, it's not always six months, but there are some cases where it still can be six months. Yeah, I guess that's ridiculous. Um, and unless you're a habit, listen, this was my first time. Okay. It was a first time offense and I got six months. Yeah. So I told this ridiculous. story, I told this story to somebody who, um, did a total of four months, I believe, mm-hmm. or two months. For for getting a hamster, his girlfriend's hamster in the garage, and the hamster died. Okay, froze to death. Yeah. What? Yeah, it it was a thing. Whether he forgot it or it was intentional, I don't really know. I don't know the person that well. But I told this story to the person that did. I think it was a total of four months. A total of four months for that, which is ridiculous in and of itself okay uh and they thought that i got screwed so that told me a lot first yeah so but what did i learn but what did i learn there so what i learned in jail is first of all that's six months and i'm i think i was 19 i'm 19 years old yeah and that's six months if you had an apartment you would have lost that. I lost everything. Yeah, you would have lost all your furniture. I lost everything. Um, your gas and electric bill would have been a default. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have been able to move to another place unless you would have paid that up in full because it's a delinquent bill now. Right. Um, like, a lot of people get into situations like that, bro, and they get out and they have no way of making a way for themselves anymore. Right. Um, I I'll tell you what I learned while I was in jail. Uh, I learned how to effectively live uh, a life of crime. Yeah. I guess we'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, I didn't learn. I I didn't learn how to become a better person. No. I didn't learn about how to. What I did learn about how to avoid the situation that I'm in is simply. This is what you do to not get caught. Yeah, pretty much. Not avoid it altogether. Just don't get caught doing it. Yeah, I would have never got caught had I not done this. That's right. why I'm here. And that you hear it all the time. Yeah. And and what's unfortunate is I believe there's a lot of people that fall into that same scenario. Now, at the end of the day, I still had the right to make the right choices. Um, in a lot of cases, I didn't. But, and I'm not blaming the system for how my life turned out. But okay. But it's just a matter of thinking about these things from two perspectives mm-hmm. you have to think about it from an outside perspective and you have to and if you don't if you've never been to jail 
and you don't have any compassion for anybody that's been to jail, you're never going to accomplish this. But you have to think about it from the perspective of somebody that's locked up. Because if you don't, you don't know what they go through. Yeah. You know, I don't know what people in Cuyahoga County go through. I've been in Cuyahoga County Jail. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Um, I can, you know. Traffic. Uh, but I know that I know that I've seen a lot of people from different counties um, while I was locked up and had conversations and hear extensively horror stories about what happens. And, you know, those are the kind of things that I truly believe that we need to amend on um, and, and we need to elect the right people to, to get those things going. So talking about elections, we're talking about voting and why it's important to vote. I think that um, we had a chance to, I think this is a good time to, to play the interview. We had a chance to interview, um, as I mentioned, uh, Vince Peterson, the um, second, he's a good friend of mine that um, I absolutely love talking to. Um, we talk about a lot of things, everything from sports to music to, we don't really talk about politics a whole lot, but if I ever want to talk politics, he's the guy that I go to. Yes, sir. Right. Because he is, um, he's knowledgeable, he's smart, he works, you know, within the field. Um, and he's, I think 30 years old, 30 or 31 now. So he's done, he's done a lot. Um, he is a graduate of Villanova. Uh, yeah, he graduated from Villanova. He won a national championship there um, as an athlete. Although, I, I'll say this. So he was a defensive back. And I can say this because he's not here to defend himself right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. But, uh, remember, I, remember, remember who he works for. Be careful. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but as good as, as good as he was, he probably couldn't have covered me. Oh, he probably couldn't have covered me in high school, oh, or if I would have went to college in college. Listen, I was oh, a big guy. Yeah, I know. I, I, you, you still I'm still a big, big guy. guy but yeah, I like, played, I played wide receiver in high school. My junior and senior year, I played wide receiver in high school at six one, almost six one, two hundred pounds, and all I did was work out. So, like, I'm the same size now that I was in high school, and I could run a lot faster. My knees weren't bad. My back wasn't bad. <laughs> you know. Um, but no, in all seriousness, he was, he was a, uh, he was a fantastic football player. I watched some video clips on him. He was, so we played around the same time. He was a couple years behind me, I guess. And, uh, I went back, you know, once I met him, I went back and, and, um, watched some, (laughs) watched some clips of him playing. Now tell me this for those that don't know, Mm -hmm. where is Villanova at? Where where is that? Where is that? Um, I want to say, I want to say because I don't know. I'm asking because I don't know. I'll be honest. Um, I have no idea where, but I've heard I'm, of Villanova. I'm gonna look it up here because I don't want to give the wrong information. But I want to say it's in like Illinois or Indiana. Okay. Okay. All right. Give me just All a right. second. Villanova. There it is. Oh, that's the college universities. What I want. All right. Is that Pennsylvania? Is that right? I don't. Okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, it is. In PA, maybe? I think in Pennsylvania. I should have asked them that. The uh, Villanova students are like, yeah, we're getting shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, That's what's up, well, though. it's in Villanova, Pennsylvania. So Villanova, that. Pennsylvania. Ah, well, <laughs> that okay. makes perfect sense. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Me being a Browns fan, I don't know much about PA. Yeah, or the, 
state up north. Um, well, that's a that's an Ohio State thing. That has nothing to do with being Browns fan. But he was he, he won a national championship at Villanova. Uh, he actually started his career as a prison guard um, for the Northeast Ohio Alternative Prison. Um, he's a parole officer for the state of Ohio. Um, he was a motivational interviewing instructor, which it didn't make it into the final cut, but we asked him about that. Um, and it, because I, if you know, if you know, Vince, um, he's a, he's a comical guy. He actually does stand up comedy also. Which I is, never knew that. Either. Yeah, no, um, every, every new year, every new year he does <laughs> at the church and it's pretty cool to watch him. Really? Go through that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to check this but out. But the motivational interviewing <laughs> instructor, um, from what I gathered, is it, it teaches, he was teaching people how to interview in a positive way, right? Okay. How to okay. interview a suspect without making them feel like they're a suspect, I guess, essentially. Okay. So um, that's what I gathered from that, which is a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, and he's currently a constituent liaison for Tim Ryan, as we mentioned before, right. which is our, our, I, th I think it's a Congress. He's not in our district. I did find this out. Okay. He's not the congressman for our district, but think about this. Um, and this is the last thing. This is the last name I'm going to throw out, I guess. Okay. Um, and it's not an endorsement. It's just a fact. Okay. Think about this for a Keep second. Keep it real. Keep it 100. That's what we're going to do. Tim Ryan is not the congressman for our district. Okay. And if I'm... I'm pretty sure he doesn't show up on our ballot. Um, maybe he does. I well, might be. I might be confused on yeah, this. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, I might be confused on this. But um, regardless of that, Tim Ryan, when we built this this playground, and when we do some of these other events, um, he's another one that shows up to all of them, um, and he has absolutely no ties to the community. He just shows up to show the community other than being other than being a congressman right he doesn't have direct ties right like okay. a lot of the council people around here have direct ties to akron or have Ooh. direct ties to their community that's that's man so he came up uh he came up for for the building of the playground um which is a very much a community thing for the and for some of the scholarship banquets that we do um and uh, I know that if he can't make it, he does send Vince. Well, send is kind of Vince is usually there because he's part of the church, but um, Vince is there as a representative for him. So okay. as part of being a, a constituent liaison, as we learned in the interview, um, he's also a representative for Tim Ryan, meaning that he will go to events that Tim Ryan can't go to. Mm. Okay. So if he's okay. double booked or whatever, yeah. he'll go in place of Tim Ryan to, uh, to stand in as a representative for okay. the congressman. So, pretty cool stuff. Um, it, it's uh, what were some of the thoughts on the interview that you had? I guess before we play the clip. Um, I thought it went well. I mean. I really don't have any words like because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the topics that he had touched on, I mean, it was only a need for me to ask the two questions. And I had a whole bunch of things that I was in my head, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying, right. that I wanted to talk about, that I wanted to, you know, touch base on. But um, 
miraculously, this guy came through and blew me away with um, some of the answers that he came up with uh, when I hadn't even answered, asked any of the questions. He came up with the answers before I had an opportunity to ask. So um, with that being said, I was I was amazed at how thorough mm. he was in, in the interview. Um, he really didn't leave much to uh, chance in, right. uh, in that regard. So yeah, I think um, there was, I think there was a couple of times even in the interview that you had said that you had a question that was already answered. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. did um, actually yeah. the, the, the first question that I asked him, he, he had already answered before we even got to it, but I thought it was pertinent to, to actually be clear on what it was yeah. that he does and how he got there. So mm. uh, without further ado, uh, Mr. Vince Peterson, the second on the importance of voting and why uh why you should vote and what you should look for when you're voting all right i love that um you're such a young person relatively and you're so involved in all these things like you've done you've done quite a bit in what seems to be a short amount of time after college so uh you know kudos to you kudos to you for that so um i think i, I probably already have gathered the answer for this, but how did you, how did you get to your current position? Like what made you go that route? I decided to really start researching politics and policies. So I started taking poli sci classes and I just started developing a love for it. Um, so after that, I, I graduated, ended up in the criminal justice field and you do get to help a lot of people, but at the same time, it is very uh, repetitive. It is, it, it's very limited on the help you can actually do. So I started getting more involved with like community boards and community aspects and, and trying to be more involved in like, how do I really help people? And I ended up having a meeting with Congressman Tim Ryan. I attended with my father and I'm just, I'm just picking his brain, man. I'm just asking him question after question and okay, why don't we do this? Or why haven't we tried this as a community or have we tried this and it didn't work? And uh, I didn't think anything of it. You know, he gave me some advice. We left. I, see you later. Uh, two weeks later, uh, my dad calls me and says, hey, Tim Ryan's looking for your number. I'm like, for what? And he goes, I think he wants to offer you a job. And I'm like, get out of here. And uh, it turns around, he, he offered me a job. And uh, I was fortunate if I wanted to go back to my old position uh, as a parole officer. I had a year and I could go back, same pay, you know, nothing changed. But uh, I fell in love with the job almost instantly, man. Um, everything from being able to help people on the constituent side. I'm also a field rep, so I go to a lot of meetings in place of the congressman. Okay. Um, so I got to attend a lot of meetings, community meetings, community boards, um, and really like putting my mind to use on what we can do actually to help the community as a whole. How do we, we understand that, you know, uh, poverty breeds criminal behavior. People, you know, you're, if you don't have, you're always going to try to find a way to, to get. And, you know, how do we address that? How do we address the education system? How do we address uh, gentrifying of, of areas? How do we address how redlining um, affected certain communities? So it's, it's honestly, you know, getting that opportunity, I would say, just really, really was a blessing and, and has allowed me to really grow in a lot of aspects as far as uh, benefiting 
you know, everyday people and, and everyday communities, you know. And, it, and the best part is when you work in the district like I do, um, you really like, yeah, people politicize everything. But at the end of the day, like I've never answered a call and been like, hey, man, you Republican because I can't I can't help you out if you are like it's very like it doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, black, white, you know, alien for all. You know, if you need help, um, my my instructions from the congressman is to help anybody and everybody possible. So it's been a blessing, man. I got to tell you, it really has been. That's that's really awesome. man. That's really cool. Um, Just let you know, he's not on camera. And I, I think you can hear him. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lance I can hear him. I can hear. Uh, I haven't quite figured out the nuances of putting two people on a Zoom call from one computer. Don't think it's even possible. So, <laughs> but I got him on sound. Um, so he's been listening to our conversation. I think he's got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do you think in the near future you might consider? Uh, consider maybe putting your your toe maybe in the in the political arena as a as a I don't know maybe a councilman yourself or <laughs> maybe um that's a great question I definitely think that there is a well I'll just be honest with you I mean this is this is this is my boys interview so I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you <laughs> um, yeah you know I, I definitely have considered um doing that and you know really right now it's just praying and and kind of seeing when that time will will align i think uh part of the, the hardest part and for anybody who was an athlete whether it's a broke down db like myself or a broke down receiver like justin um <laughs> you know i i think any athlete we we have this um this thing where you know we feel we can always just push ourselves and will ourselves to get to where we want to get to right and uh, I think sometimes it's important to remember all the work that you had to do to get there. And I think right now I'm still in the putting in work phase. Okay. And we'll, we'll see what happens. But I definitely, um, I have considered it. Um, you know, I've thought about it. And I'm currently, you know, praying about it. I'm not going to lie. This type of political environment we're in now, mm-hmm. I do think we need more people who are less motivated to be, you know, super big. Like I regardless i work for a democrat um but i don't want to be the guy that's just democrat 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 I, you know right. i want to be the guy that listen our community is made up of different people not everybody thinks the same not everybody's going to feel the same um how do i help each and every individual um live the best possible life that they can and, and be provided for so i think we need more of that and we need more young people i mean we can all be honest here Sometimes we look at these politicians and it's like, I mean, I get it, man. I appreciate your service, but I mean, you was a, you was a politician when my grandparents were kids. I mean, right. you know, Jesus and the disciples, I think voted for you, bro. Like, you know, we, we, we gotta, we gotta have some turnover. So I think it's important, but I, I just think it's, it's more important to find out what, what God says and, and to wait, you know, until you're, you know, you're ready. And so right. hopefully when I know, and my wife knows. <laughs> so what is it? 35? Is that how old you have to be to run for president? Let's be honest. You're uh, just waiting for it's that time, something right? like that. I actually try not to. I I, per, I don't know why I do this. I try not to focus on president. I have this joke that I'm running for president in 2044. <laughs> so 2044. Hey, man, it might be a thing. Hey, you know, I feel like it's possible right now. So yeah. No, um, uh, 
I know for me, I wouldn't want that job. So no, no you know what? I want, I want like my goal is to hire the best imaginable cabinet. <laughs> and every time something goes wrong, be like, hey man, <laughs> blame it on your boy. Okay, I'm just out here trying to help the people. You know what I mean? I think I think we have a president <laughs> that does that already. So, so we, um, yeah, yeah, we got something like that. <laughs> so uh, I wanna, I really. I, I really appreciate having you on, man. And I wanted to have you on to talk about the importance of voting from a nonpartisan, yeah. uh, you know, way of going on. We were talking about voting from local, uh, local <laughs> to state to federal, you know, yeah. and how, how it's important. Um, what are, what are some of the things that you look for uh, when you're looking to, you know, cast your ballot, I guess. What are some of the things that, that you look for in a candidate? I think the, the importance of voting, and, and you kind of even started on the path I'm going to go down, is knowing, okay, what level of my, what level am I voting at and how does that level affect my life? Hmm. Um, I know when, I, I personally think your local elections, which get the lowest turnout of, mm -hmm. of any style of elections, are the most important to your everyday life. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I am constantly looking at, when I see candidates, um, I'm looking at, okay, we got local judges running. Where does this judge come from? What did he study? Has he done anything? Was he a prosecutor before? What type of prosecutor was he? Um, does he believe in rehabilitation? Does he believe in drug courts? Does he believe in the things that will help actually make people better and not just lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. We lived through that in the 90s and it has done us no good. So, you know, I, I want to study things like that. If you're a county commissioner, what are your plans for for the roads? What are your plans for um, how do we rebuild communities, dilapidated houses? What are your plans for, you know, I live in Warren, Ohio. We have a uh, southwest side that's a, a food desert. What are your plans to help get a grocery store on the southwest side? What are your plans to help with transportation? Mayor, what are you doing for transportation? Are you making sure buses are running properly to get people from A to B? Do they have a chance to go to the doctors, go to stores? Um, so on the local level, I'm looking at that. What is our, you know, people don't even read what their levies are for. Half the mm. time, your levies don't even increase your taxes. If you read them, we mm. just vote no because we instantly go, man, I ain't paying $7 more a month. But, you know, um, <laughs> We, we don't even read our levies. And some of those levies, I'm like, dude, you, you sending your kid to a school, like, you know, my old high school, because of the, uh, they're in the community, there are some extremely rich people, which don't allow you to get certain things from the state to rebuild high schools. A lot of these high schools that got rebuilt was because of where they are as far as the poverty line goes. So my old high school doesn't have that benefit. They're in school without AC. Like I'm as an athlete, I just think about on game day, man, I ain't trying to sweat all day. Right. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to hydrate, make sure, you know, and, and I just think we don't even want to read what the levy would benefit. Does it say, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to close down this school, but with closing down this school, we're going to take all the money allocated there and we're going to rebuild this school. Like, mm. Those are the things we got to look for at that that local level. At the state level, okay, I need to know where my state money is going. Where, mm -hmm. where, what communities are we benefiting? Because what happens at the state level a lot, the same places get money. There's a there's so many grants and and so many 
times that the state level is giving out money and it goes to like Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Toledo. And, uh, you know, places like that. And it comes from the fact that we, we don't really pay attention and hold people accountable for like, all right, Trumbull County, Summit County, we need, you know, Stark County. Um, we need money here too. We, we know we're not as big. We're not the big attractive um, thing, but how do I make sure that money gets funded towards these places? How do I make sure that Trumbull County gets enough money so that it can start redoing roads? Or like, you know, people get mad that Akron has so many roads under construction right now, but the smart thing to do is to try to get as much as that done as possible because we're in an ever-growing community. We're in an ever-growing economy. And we understand that even things like how nice your roads are matter to keep people, right? And, and people want to live in communities they feel are nice. Do you think everybody, you know, it's cool to go out to LA, uh, LA or Atlanta and, you know, it's all gravy and like, it's like, oh man, all this money and all this cool stuff going on. But dude, they are constantly redoing stuff all the time because yeah. they constantly want to remain on top and their traffic is God awful, right? but they constantly want to make sure everything is up to date. Um, so I want my state to have a big state mentality. In Ohio, sometimes we teeter on that line. So I'm going to challenge my state reps and state senators and my governor um, to make sure that we're, we're doing those things. And if we have a rainy day fund and it starts pouring outside like uh, 2020 has been doing, I think mm -hmm. we should use our rainy day fund. <laughs> so, you know, and, and at the federal level, man, it really comes down to uh, that's, I think, a little bit harder to understand as far as politics go, um, because I look more into like, all right, what are you going to do when we talk about foreign policies? Um, you know, how are we going to tax other countries? What are we going to do about keeping manufacturers in-house, which Northeast Ohio has lost God knows how many manufacturers to foreign countries. Um, yeah. You know, we lost uh, GM in Lordstown, which has been a huge economic hit in Trumbull County. Yeah. Um, but, and even Summit County, I mean, I think everybody in Northeast Ohio kind of felt vibrations from that. But, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to tax people, um, imports, exports? Uh, what are your foreign policies? And in what direction do you really want to lead the country? Because at the end of the day, you are more a figurehead as president than you are the almighty. We look at president like he's the end all, the be all. Well, right. honestly, you're going to get more done through Congress and Senate than you are with your president. Okay, right. so, you know, I want to make sure my congressmen are on the same page that I'm on. I want to make sure my senators are on that page. And I just want to look around and say, okay, if I wanted federal funding for something, you know, what would that be? And some people may say, I want more federal funding for education. Um, right now, I'm, I'm in a big thing of I'm looking for infrastructure. I want, I want infrastructure. How do we rebuild um, not just roads? but buildings, um, communities, um, why are there places in 2020 that don't have internet? Why, why is broadband, you know, not being laid down? And again, I can go into how that translates into, if we do a big broadband package that translates into jobs for the next, you know, six to seven years. And, you know, we get into that, but it's, it's really just understanding and taking the time. And this is what people don't want to do. Take the time to see who's running look at who's running in the primary we always want to think about the main election who's running in the primary you may have a guy in the primary who doesn't have a big fundraising base but he relates to you he's 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 just a hard-working guy wants to make a change 
and you never researched them, so you, you don't vote for them. You vote for the name you've seen 10 times. You don't know who that guy even is. Right. You just say, oh, man, I've seen O'Brien 15 times. So I'm just, hey, man, O'Brien's got my vote, you know. And I think that it's funny that you say that, too, because, uh, uh, you know, you hear a lot of times, well, what if I don't like either candidate? Well, you had a chance a long time ago to get somebody else in there. Now you're stuck yeah. with, you know, the, the two worst people. Go ahead, Al. Um, I, I, you answered, I had a question for you, but you answered it. You spot on, <laughs> you answered the question, man. And, and I, I, I couldn't, have, I couldn't have waited for a, a better response. Um, so with that being said, I had to come up with another question. And I think it's, it's, it's quite important for, um, maybe some of our viewers or listeners. Um, what, what advice would you give? young people that may be uh studying law um or or some type of political studies what 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 kind of advice would you give them to motivate <laughs> them to continue um on the path that they're on to try and make this country a better place uh the first thing i would say is you know as a young adult don't base your life off social media Mm. Um, social wow. media is, is such a powerful tool um, and could be, you know, it can benefit kids. I was just talking with a former NFL player. He's, he's actually my cousin, uh, Boom Heron from Ohio State. And we were talking about just how social media can really help kids, can mm -hmm. really benefit kids, or can really, really hurt them, mm. right? If you base your life off of, of likes and comments and all that, mm -hmm. um, as many of us as adults have done, uh, let alone kids, but uh, it, it, you're never gonna get enough. You're, there's, there's never gonna be enough. And going into the political arena or just any arena, arena where you are a public servant, you cannot do it for likes, you cannot do it for thank yous or that of boys or pats on the back. You have to do it because that's what you're driven to do. Right, and that's what you believe in doing is is best. Um, so, you know, my first thing would be is I, you can have social media, but like what I've really tried to do now is focus more on the, uh, you know, family and positivity. I've I've done the Facebook arguments. I've I've done the oh I got to respond to this person. It doesn't serve a purpose. Facebook mm -hmm. is meant to be a silo for you to just hear your own thoughts over and over again. <laughs> And when someone opposes those thoughts, it's like, oh, my, I can't believe this person right. thinks differently. Well, I mean, the person grew up differently than you. They right. have a different life experience than you. People should be allowed to think differently. So my first part would be, hey, be careful with social media. Don't base your life around it and don't base your aspirations and dreams around it. And, and the other thing I would say, stop being so concerned with winning and losing. We as a society... And I am a prime, I am competitive at everything. I'm sure if me and Justin yeah. played Uno right now, we would, would be lose. talking trash. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Draw twos. Every, I am competitive at everything I do. You know, if, we, if me and my dad are walking down the street, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get to the house before you do. You know, we're just <laughs> not like that. But as You're a society, be a 56 every, year old man to the house, that's not saying listen, much. he could be a hundred, he'd be in a wheelchair. <laughs> hey, bro, even if you push you. him, you <laughs> turning him around so you get to the door. Bro, first, right? Listen, I'm gonna push, I'm gonna stop him right there. <laughs> and my dad's the type of dude, he'll do everything he can to wheel himself up there, right? But, but the, the thing is, man, 
as a society, we've become so, so divided off of who won, who lost, that if we didn't win, we now don't even want to be a part of anything else. We're like, okay, we lost the game of basketball. I'm gonna take my ball and go home. I don't even want to. I don't even want to deal with you guys. I don't. I don't wish you the best. I'm, I'm like, hold, slow down now. Right. As a society, if 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 you know our current administration, like love him, hate him, we gotta wish you know and hope that he does the best he possibly can mm-hmm. because that affects our country, right? We got to get back to a place where it's not, hey, you won or you lost. It's okay. You know, my candidate didn't win or maybe I ran and I didn't win. But what is the best case scenario from where we're at now? How do we get the best results? Um, And if you're going to be in public service, there's a bunch of wins and losses constantly. People are going to love you one day and they're going to hate you the next. They're going to love decisions you made you know, on Wednesday and Thursday, they're going to say you are the worst person on the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, What you have to realize is, you know, you didn't win something, you didn't lose something, you're just doing your job. And as long as you are doing what you believe is right, as long as you're doing what you can stand on your own two feet, and you ain't got to have people praise you for, then stick with it, you know, and, and focus on that, man. But just avoid getting into all the like, you know, the, hey, we didn't get what we wanted, so all right, I quit, or Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this, or Mm -hmm. the world has now come crashing down. Mm -hmm. Because I say this to people, and I always get the same reaction. I go, you know, we're so focused on winning and losing, and yeah, yeah, and this election, and da-da-da-da. I get it. You know, I have my candidate I want to win, but at the end of the day, you know, the current administration's been in for about four years now. Did you stop getting up to go to work? Did you did did you stop being able to put food on the table? Did your kids not talk? Like what in your life really, really changed? Mm. Or were you able to still live life every day? Yeah. Maybe there were some things you disagreed with, mm. but you were able to still live. Nobody right. lost. Like we we didn't lose life. We still have the opportunity to go outside every day and make whatever it is we want to happen. Right. We have that chance. That's now true. sometimes wow. you know, there are better things and sometimes there are things where you're like, ah, but that's life, man. No matter who's in office, whether it's Obama, you know, whoever it is, unless Jesus comes down and runs, I don't think we'll ever have a, a perfect administration where everybody's going to be happy. And I'm sure if Jesus ran, there'd still be people unhappy. So. Oh, yeah. No, there would definitely be. Um, but look, man, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, um, absolutely. Some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thoughts and advice, man. Uh, love appreciate picking you your guys. brain about this stuff. Um, uh wish you and your wife and your little girl all the best man absolutely uh, thank you man question yeah uh, i uh i see you get an opportunity to kind of i know you're super super busy right now so thank thank you for the opportunity thank you um, yeah thank you for coming oh on. bro you you really know anytime man anytime next time when the cowboys are good let me on when we talk sports and <laughs> and let me let me come back for that one. You know so what? it'd be like next year. We'll, we'll save that for Sunday where we can repent before we walk out of the church. So. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Love you, brother. Um, you have Love you too, man. Appreciate day. you guys. Oh, yep, sure, y'all man. take care. Love you, man. Be easy. Thank you for what you do, man. Love y'all too, man. Y'all keep it up. Y'all be blessed. All right. Thanks, bro. All right, man. All right, man. So that was our interview with Vince. Uh, Vince Peterson the second um, so, yeah. super insightful stuff um, 
as we said before, uh, he's involved in this stuff, which makes it, you know, that much more important to hear from him, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like to hear from somebody who's, because, you know, the, <laughs> the rest of us, I guess, that aren't involved in politics in any kind of way, mm-hmm. um, like we, we vote and our vote counts and we're happy to vote and, you know, but to get a better understanding of what we're voting for, I guess is what makes it uh, so important to talk to somebody like Vince that's in um, in that realm, you know. So was there the the I felt like you asked some some great questions also. Um, and I, re- I especially liked how you brought home uh, you know, what do you say to your what do you say to the youth? Yeah. Essentially that are um, wanting to pursue this field um if you will yeah i thought that was really good it was a question i really didn't i hadn't thought of um but it's it was really cool to to get some perspective on that mm-hmm. yeah also yeah yeah i think um the youth is important um they're our future right yeah they're definitely our future i've heard you say that countless countless amount of times in the past and i'm sure i'll hear you say it more in the future it uh it keeps me it keeps me you know thinking about it you know even if i don't mention it so i think um and the reason i say it is because in my opinion that's never going to cease to be true Mm. you know our children are always going to be our future yeah no matter how old we get um there will inevitably be more kids and more youth and more youth is more future so yeah yeah one day the youth that we're talking about now will uh <laughs> refer to the youth of the future as their future so yeah it's kind of a maybe a little bit inceptiony but it's still still pretty cool so yeah. um as i mentioned before it's the monday before election day right we're november 2nd um just took a quick look at the polls um one poll shows um we still have five what they call toss-up states well okay um and ohio is one of those toss-up states so now i will say this it appears it appears that joe biden has quite the lead when it comes to the electoral college um, but nothing is, nothing is done until it's done, right? Nothing's final until we get, uh, we get the final count in. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, here in Ohio, you still have a chance to make a difference. So yes, you do. I did some research out this morning on. The Electoral College. Okay. Because I remember briefly uh-huh. hearing about it in school. All right. Uh, I just don't know that I knew enough about it, I guess. Um, even going into previous elections. Okay. Um, voting, uh, voting in the last... Oh, jeez. How many four i think i voted in the last four elections now um three or four but not really understand i mean you go listen i know who i'm gonna vote for Mm -hmm. 
So I go and I vote. And All that's right. about as far as it went. And I feel like a lot of our listeners right. and a lot of America in general, just kind of, that's how you vote, right? Uh-huh. You go out, you vote. And then they hear about the Electoral College. And then you hear things like, well, your vote doesn't really count because of the Electoral College. Well, here, uh, I'm going to try my best to explain how this goes. And there's plenty of other videos, YouTube videos that you can go and check out. Um, that will explain this more in depth and, and come from uh, an area of expertise okay. on this okay. um, because it's not my area of expertise. But this is from the research that I, I've gathered. Um, this is how it works. Right. So the Electoral College, each state gets a certain number of electoral votes, right? Right. Electoral votes are determined on the population of your state. Okay. For example, California. Um after the not the 2020 census but the the 2010 census i believe is what these bases are or numbers are based off of so the electoral college votes they have 55 electoral college votes which is by far the largest of any state right yeah um coming in at a distant second is texas with 38 Hmm. okay so it's based on population so okay. what that tells you is California is more densely populated than Texas is. Okay. Okay. Um, in contrast to that, Alaska, which is territorially the largest state in the United States, only gets three electoral college votes. Because Why? Because people don't live there. Right? right. A lot of people don't live there. Um, uh-huh. One that I was surprised by, though is Hawaii. Hawaii only has four electoral college votes. Uh, when I started doing my research on this, I started to gain an understanding that it's it's based on population, like the, the population size of the state. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that, I guess maybe not so many people live in Hawaii, but we go there a lot. Or, well, not we, but people go there people a lot. Here. So I, I, I just found it a little... Um, yeah, I was surprised by it. I was surprised that it was just that that small, right? You know what? I um I didn't know that. Um so I'm 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 happy to have learned something um today uh in regards to that. Um I had no idea that uh you know the, the electoral votes and the, and the college vote. I didn't know nothing about that. Um, not as far as in depth as you just explained it. I had an idea or what I thought was an idea about it, mm-hmm. but come to find out I was relatively wrong on the boat. So, um, but now I know, you know, um, Uh-oh. Well, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to take it a step farther. Okay. Um, so that's how, that's how they determine how many votes you get in the electoral college. Hmm. Um, now in 48 of the 50 states, if you win that state, you get all of the electoral college votes. Okay. Hmm. So for example, if you win the, we'll stick with California. If a candidate wins the state of california by popular vote they get all of the electoral college votes so 
I say that to say that your vote does still matter. The perfect example, prime example of that is right now in Ohio, we are still a toss-up state. Okay? Which means that we could still go either way. We have 18 electoral college votes in Ohio. Okay? Okay. Um, that means that if the margin is close, then we, the state of Ohio, could determine an election. I think in previous years, uh, Ohio has been a big, well, I think every year, actually, Ohio is a big player mm -hmm. because um, Ohio's not really been a state that leans one way or the other as right. far as Republican, Democrat. Right. Um, the same goes for Florida. Florida is one that we always hear in the news mm. florida is huge florida has uh looking at my notes here they have 29 electoral college votes wow so they are i think they're the third largest state as far as electoral college votes huh. um in the country and they're a toss-up <laughs> state i never knew that which is it's relevant because california is almost always democrat yeah texas is almost always republican republican yeah so the third largest state being Florida is almost always a toss-up state. So um, some things that whether you like it or you don't like it, the electoral college thing, some things that you should know. One, it was implemented when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Okay. When the country was formed, the government was formed for the country. Right. The electoral college was put into place. Because it was hard to get from state to state. You know, there was no internet, no phones, no social media, okay. whatever. You had a guy on horseback with a Pony Express that was delivering yeah. mail, right? <laughs> so in order to effectively get votes, them, you they, they appoint people. These people are appointed, not elected. So the, the people that vote in the Electoral College mm -hmm. are appointed by the state, Okay. Now, there's certain guidelines that you have to go through. I don't know them. I, I strongly encourage you to, to even just go on Google or YouTube or whatever. Yeah, I'm, and, yeah, and, I'm, I'm um, really like, wow. Kind of do do some independent research on this. But just, just from what I've gathered, um, what happens is you win the state. Um, and I should, the, the two states, I said 48 out of the 50, the two states that split the votes are... Uh, Maine and New or uh, Nebraska, Nebraska. So who would have thought that Maine and Nebraska? Um, and relatively, I mean, why, wait, why do they split the votes? Because it's what, what? I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a good answer to that. What wow. I, what I do know is that huh. they're the only two states that, like, if you they go by percentage, right? So if you win. 51% to 49% in a state like, uh, what did I say? Maine. Maine has four. Um, and okay. So we'll go with Nebraska cause they have five. So if you win 41 to 55, you get three out of the five electoral college votes out of that state. Right. Okay. So that's how they split it up. It's, it's kind of, hmm. if you ask me that, that should be closer to how the elections run. Yeah. Cause it's closer to voting. And you know, when you cast your vote, 
Um, when you cast your vote, you're casting your vote for the popular vote, not the electoral college. Okay. So the popular vote ties into the electoral college, but that's not what you're voting for. Okay. So does your vote count? Yes, absolutely. Why does my vote count? Well, because here in Ohio, we're still a toss-up state. So, and in Ohio, whoever wins the state gets all 18 of those electoral college votes. So, if you live in the state of Ohio and you haven't voted yet, vote. Vote for who you want to be in presidency, okay? Will it make a difference? Yes, it will make a difference because if, if you want Trump to win, Vote for Trump. If Trump wins the state, he gets all electoral, all 18 votes, electoral college votes out of Ohio. If you want Biden to win, same thing. Vote for Biden. If he wins the state, he gets all 18 electoral college votes. Yeah. Okay. You need, so there are 538 total. Okay. That number, 538, is the number of senators, which is two per state. So that's 100 senators, right? Okay. The number of representatives or yeah the number in the house of representatives which is 435 okay mm-hmm. and then it's three electoral college votes which is the minimum um for the district of columbia because dc technically isn't in a state right mm-hmm. so in order for those votes to count also if you're voting in dc um they get three electoral college votes from that you add all that up comes to 538 538 divided by 2 is 269 so what you need to win is 270 votes 270 electoral college votes okay okay now here's where i believe the system is flawed if you by chance win what i'm gonna call the top 12 okay okay these are the 12 states with the most electoral college votes if you win all 12 states and lose in the remaining 38, mm. you still can win the election by 11 electoral college votes. That is quite interesting because I thought that I thought the voting just resolved it all, but now that you've done the research and gone so in depth with your findings that, I mean, other people, I guess people, I, I can't say, I'm, I'm only going to speak for myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that, like I said before. So, um, it, one might say, well, that's insignificant, but no, it's not. That's a big deal. That really is a big deal because you're thinking that you're winning, but you could still lose. Yeah. Well, and the the perfect example of that is, well, there's two examples that, that I guess people my age would know. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, the first was Al Gore and George Bush. Okay. George W. Bush. Um, Al Gore won the popular vote. Okay. Okay. But lost the electoral college votes. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but that's how it went. That's amazing. Um, in 2016, uh, Donald J. Trump lost the popular vote, but won the electoral college vote. Yeah, and that's when people were saying that it was rigged and this, that, and the other. Well, there's a now whole, I, now there's I kinda, a whole tampering thing that may or may not yeah, have been involved. Yeah. I don't know. May, but, have, may or may not have happened. But, but so it, 
it is possible to win the popular vote and to lose the electoral college vote. I I think that there needs to be some sort of change in that. It, essentially what it is is so the electoral college, the big states, the 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 big 12 or the top 12 states, right? Mm-hmm. Remember I mentioned if you win those, then you win the election. Um I'd be interested to know if in that case you if it's even possible to lose the popular vote then um i haven't run the numbers so i don't know but but that's 38 states in this scenario and this scenario is it's pretty far-fetched like i just happened to look at it and added up the 12 added up the top 12 and in the top 12 you have 281 electoral college votes which is 11 more than you need to win right the election so if you win those top 12 <clears throat> right now it's nobody else matters probably never gonna happen that way probably not no, but I, if I, it I, did it would it would yeah that i mean would that would be um yeah that would be it's not i'm not gonna say that it's uh it doesn't fit democracy some people will say that, but I'm, I'll just say that I think that there needs to be some, like, I think the electoral college should be the secondary and the popular vote should be the primary vote in. Like if the vote is, if the vote is 51, 49, or it's so close that it's hard to tell, then you should go to the electoral college. And then, yeah. Yep. But I agree with that. It, the way we have it now, the popular vote, is just a setup essentially for the electoral college from what i understand and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why it's that way now i wasn't there when it was written i don't work in government i have absolutely no um basis for for this opinion other than what i've researched uh it's just it just seems to me like it's backwards again if you ask me there's a lot of things in this country that are backwards So we got about five minutes left in the show. Um, yeah. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun, man. It was it was an amazing interview uh, once again with Vince. Vince, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I super – I appreciate you taking time, uh, especially right now uh, yeah, with the election coming up. Yeah. It, it, was, it was crazy that he had time to even get on with us. And yeah. we thought that we might have lost the interview at one point in time, but we didn't. So yeah, we definitely. are good. Kudos um, and thank you. We are good for that. Yeah. Um, Al, man, once again, thank you so much for um, just your insight, bro. Like, oh, man. the reason why we started this show is because um, we both feel like uh, we have something to offer mm-hmm. from kind of a low level point yeah. in a way. Like, got to start somewhere. We're right? not, uh, you know, we're not in the money. We're not trying to. Uh, influence anybody to do anything Mm-mm. um it's no. just it's just, and we've talked about this it's really more therapeutic for us than it is anything else just to get yeah. on and talk yeah but yeah it's really awesome to to um you know get to talk to you on a daily basis right. but now just put it out there for people to uh you know have conversations about man all we're trying to do is start conversations yeah so any of these topics that come up man i know that um, again, it's Monday. Tomorrow's election day. Election so this day. is, uh, we got the interview out early because we wanted to make sure that everybody had a chance to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will probably be seen by most people after the election. 
but it's still relevant. It's still something that we need to talk about. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in, in just a couple of years, there's going to be local elections. And yeah. then there's you're going to have, more, so you know, you yeah. know, in four, four years from now, we're going to be going through this whole thing all, all over, over again. again. And chances are, we're probably not going to like the president that's in, no matter who it is. And we're going to want him out and we're going to want somebody else in. Or probably. maybe we don't. Maybe we love him. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, it's important stuff. So just, uh, just a couple minutes, man. Um, just, just tell the people and anything you want to say. Uh, do you have anything that you want to you want to convey to everybody? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess a thirty second moment I could take to say this. Um, I know a lot of my friends are Democrats, and I know some people that are are I'm friends that I'm friends with also that are Republican, and um, they come from various walks of life. Um, some of them are minorities. And I asked some of the the minorities that were Republican, why were they Republican? And they stated to me that they were Republican because um, Democrats didn't free slaves. So I looked it up and Democrats didn't free slaves. Republicans did. Um, so, with, you know, it's just it's just a matter of who's going to do the job for the country, um, give grants to the states that need it, pass bills that need to be passed so that as a country we can move on. So again, we're not here to influence uh, your decision, um, but we are here to influence you to go out and make a choice. All right? All right, man. Awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, the only thing I want to say is if you haven't voted yet, go out and vote. Your vote counts that's how you get your voice out there right now. Um, we do have some exciting things coming up in the future uh, that deal with what you can do between election times. Um, I've, I've stated it before. We're not a political show. It just happens to be that time of year right now. Right. Um, in fact, next week or our next guest, uh, another good friend, um, Alan Lights Watson will be on the show. He uh, is an entertainer. He's actually a preacher also. All right. Um, and he is from this community, lives in this community, and wants to see better in this community. So um, that's that's why we're here. We are just here to help build the community up the best we can. So go out and vote if you haven't done so already. Um, pay attention to the polls and the election and, and things that are going on um, tomorrow, which will be election day. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be casting my vote tomorrow, not because I'm a traditionalist, but just because, uh, the way my schedule works out, that happens to be the best time for me to go vote. Um, so get out there and vote, make sure you are paying attention to the candidates that you're voting for. Um, and after you vote and those people are put in place, you know, make sure they're following up on what they talked about, mm-hmm. because if not, um, we're going to have another chance to reelect somebody else or to elect somebody else or reelect that person. If we like them, yeah, so they can be replaced. <laughs> make sure, make sure you are out and doing your part when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Also do your part to keep the clean, to keep the streets clean. Um, just, just as my little tidbit at the end of every show, uh, I'm just going to encourage you guys to, uh, you know, if you have trash, don't let her take care of it responsibly. Um, we don't want to be out here cleaning up streets all the time. Uh, we don't expect anybody else to be out here cleaning up streets all the time. Mm-hmm. If you want your neighborhood to be beautiful, it starts with you. you. So 
thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I, we really appreciate everybody being here. Al, thank you again oh, for man, thank you. Um, coming along on this journey with me. Oh, man. So You're many great host, things. Bro. So many great <laughs> things to come, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Um, be on the lookout. Uh, on a personal note, be on the lookout for a uh, new single. Um, I just debuted it yesterday. Hey! Uh, and I debuted it live yesterday. So it's, oh, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, I will be looking to put that on various formats. I'll have more information on that to come. Also, uh, if you like the, if you like what we have to offer, make sure you click the like button, subscribe. Yeah. Um, if you're watching it on Facebook, share it. Uh, I'm always going to share the link to Facebook and the YouTube link. So, um, you know, we want to get the word out and the way we get the word out is to go ahead and, uh, uh, have you guys like and share and subscribe and do all those lovely, lovely things, but only do it. If you enjoy the show, uh, I don't want anybody to, you know, watch it, not like it and then give it to somebody else. Cause it's not going to do us any good anyways. So, uh, but for sure, for sure. If you like the show, um, like subscribe, check us out um you can catch us you can get a hold of us on facebook instagram uh twitter yeah um email all of that stuff is available to you if you check out our facebook page um the link that's across the top there is for our actual live feeds on facebook um but if you check out the facebook page um all of our information is there same thing with twitter mm -hmm. and instagram um the twitter and instagram is pretty bare right now because this is pretty new so uh, bear with us as we get some content to put up there yeah. uh, but definitely check us out on youtube and facebook um love you guys appreciate you guys i wish all the best for you god bless everyone and make sure you're doing your part to make the world a better place love you guys thank you so much so much so much for tuning in all right have a good one uh -huh.